0: When she was in the hospital. The doctors would usually throw me out of there at midnight or something. I'm going to go home. And I remember lying in bed, you know, not holding her because she was gone. And, you know, that's when you start thinking about what would the world be, what would my world be without her? I did let myself think about being alone. And it's, it's looking into the abyss, I think, from that, from a relationship standpoint. I just... I just didn't know what I'd do without her. The worst part, it's helplessness. You watch someone you love go through this misery. You don't really know what recovery is going to entail. You don't know if she's going to recover. You don't know if a year from now you're going to come back and say, we need to go back in. She needs more chemotherapy. She needs radiation. It's spread. You know, all of these sort of things that I try not to think about, but they're in my head all the time. Because of what I do, I'm able to compartmentalize. That's something that was very big in the service uh, that they would teach you from an aviation standpoint, is that you have to be able to separate what's happening in your life to what's going on at the moment. In an airplane, you can't really be dwelling upon Know your wife's cancer, so you're able to sort of separate those things, and I'm very good at that. I think I'm able to step aside and segregate her recovery process from work and from maintaining the house and from taking care of Christopher. And that ability to to um, to keep those things separate, I think, is what keeps you keeps you going and keeps you sort of sane. Uh, Without that, I, I think you'd be a mess. You'd roll into a ball as a husband. The best thing I could do was to be as positive as I could be with her because she feeds on that. is one of these people that really likes to have positive people around her. But I was not focusing on the things that were the bad things, trying to focus on the upbeat things. And it kept me out of a dark place as well. I tried to go to all of her doctor's appointments with her. I, I went to as many as a chemo appointments as I could. The part that she hated the most was the initial stick because the uh, catheter was, was relatively large diameter, and it must have really hurt. And so <laughs> so my job was to distract her, you know, tell her something silly or funny or stupid or whatever, or make her laugh and get her attention off of this. And one one time I started singing Ethel Merman tunes. And the nurse started singing along with me. It turned out she was a huge Ethel Merman fan. And later on they went and they got the Ethel Merman tape and they had had it playing at the nurse's station. And it it was a very funny moment. It's tough to give advice to people dealing with serious illnesses only because everyone's situation is so unique. We were fortunate. She kind of dodged a bullet. We live in a place where we have great medical care. We happen to have a great physician. Loewy well, was in great shape. We caught it just the right time. Everything worked out. She was fortunate to survive this. I guess you have to have sort of a steely-eyed resolve, and you also have to have a positive attitude at the same time to get through these sort of things. Loewy did that. She's a very strong woman, and when she gets focused on something it gets done.